Hey there, I'm with Danae King, uh, who covers religion and immigration for the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, you had some breaking news you've been covering over the past two days. Uh, probably one of the stranger stories that we've seen in Columbus for a while uh, that involves a group that exists to support Muslims. And the guy who was the head of the group was actually giving information to groups that oppose Muslims. So uh, he got fired um, in lots of just a bizarre story. It's happened over the last two days. Uh, Tanya, what do you know about this so far? Yeah, so um, it is a really crazy story. Um, so we found out on late Tuesday night that the executive director of the um, Columbus and Cincinnati offices of the Council on American Islamic Relations, which is a national advocacy organization for Muslims and civil rights organization, um, had been spying on the organization from within um, for at least 13 years. So Roman Iqbal, um, he was the executive director of this local chapter, and he was based in Columbus. I actually have worked with him as a source for the past five years, um, talking to him in different capacities. Um, so he worked here in Columbus. Uh, he was the executive director since 2018 and had been with the local office for 15 years in different roles. And so it came out, you know, somebody sent some documents to CARES National Office in Washington, D.C. And after, you know, a months long investigation, they realized that Roman Iqbal was um, was a mole. You know, he was spying on the organization, sending confidential emails and um, recordings of meetings and strategy plans to the Investigative Project on Terrorism, which is Steve Emerson's organization and it's anti-Muslim. So they were you know, trying to get all of this information and that's crazy enough. So he was fired on Tuesday, but um, the National Office of Care uh, let everyone know today that um, this uh, Steve Emerson's group, this anti-Muslim group that Roman Iqbal was working for, actually had two other moles in different Muslim organizations and that they had spied on more than a dozen different organizations. So Roman was a big piece of, of what they were doing, but he wasn't the only person spying on Muslim organizations in our country. And that's disturbing enough. I mean, we can't overlook that. But I remember reporting, I think it was from the first day, that talked about they found the AR-15. Did he just like guns, or was there some concern of him using that? I mean, I, I found that really alarming. Yeah, um, that's really unclear right now. So you're right, they did, um, the staff at the local care office in Hilliard found a package on Monday um, that was parts to an AR-15 rifle, and they reported it to the Hilliard police, and the staff members were really, you know, rattled by it, as the police report says, understandably. Um, and later they found um, record of credit card purchases with the organization's card um, that had bought the gun. Um, and they don't they don't know if it was Iqbal who made them, but they said that, um, you know, anybody can steal credit card information, but he was the one who administered and had access to the card. Um, so, yeah, that was a weird part of it as well, you know, and, and we don't really know how that was connected. We don't know Iqbal's motive for, you know, really, you know, the group feels really betrayed. And so they feel like he betrayed them as he led this organization in its fight for, you know, against Islamophobia and for Muslim rights. Um, you know, he defended plaintiffs um, in cases against um, the U.S. government and against people who threatened Muslims. And um, 
so yeah, so there's a few weird parts with this, but um, the answers are still kind of elusive. And it looks like immediately um, they're not like Hilliard. This is where the office was at. It didn't sound like they were pursuing charges as of today. What's the latest you heard about that? Yeah, so Hilliard's, um, they took a police report late Monday night from the new executive director of, of CARE in Ohio, the interim executive director, and and um, have been kind of meeting with CARE officials since then. And they announced this afternoon that they're not going to pursue criminal charges. So, you know, right now with what we know, it, it it's unclear whether, you know, what he did is criminal. It seems like, you know, at least with the evidence they have, there isn't enough to pursue those charges, but the organization also reported this to the FBI. And since they're, you know, a national organization um, and a lot of the confidential information Iqbal sent was, um, was in regards to the national office, you know, the FBI could potentially pursue something. So it's, you know, it's really kind of unclear, um, but no, the local police are not going to pursue criminal charges, right. Or a criminal investigation right now with what they have. So pretty much the next steps is care obviously has to regroup because I mean, what a betrayal of trust and everything. I mean, it's one thing if, you know, you, uh, uh, you goof off on the job, but it's another thing when you're kind of going against what your group is trying to do. So I'm sure care needs to regroup, uh, find new leadership and everything. And uh, the FBI is kind of determining what to do next, if they're pursuing criminally or, or, or if there's going to be any investigation. Is that what you're gathering for what's the next steps here? Yeah, so we don't know anything about the FBI. We know they reported it to them, but the FBI won't really release anything to the media or even confirm that they're investigating anything. So that's kind of up in the air. But yeah, as far as care, you know, uh, they say, you know, they understand, you know, that that this is hard for the community. It's hard for them. Everybody, you know, in, in the local Muslim and broader community is, is really shocked. And and betrayed, but um, you know, a lot of the people I talked to at CARE locally and nationally said, you know, they're even more motivated to do the work that they do and defend right. people against Islamophobia. So, um, you know, they're not stopping and the people who remain are very committed to, to their goal. And obviously as reporters, we get a small glimpse in our lives. We get to know these people. Obviously we don't know them as much as their coworkers and everything else does. How, What's your reaction? Because like you said, you've talked to this guy before. Um, he's been a source of you. Um, how shocked does that make you? Because obviously your glimpse into his life is very limited compared to other people. But what, what's that like for you? I mean, it's, it's got to be kind of a weird day for you. Yeah, it was weird when I found out. You know, I was calling people because you call to get the reaction from, you know, people who worked with him and who knew them. And, yeah. you know, understandably, I think that, that the people closer to him obviously were more shocked than I was. But, you know, I've been reporting on him since I got here five years ago. And I remember, like, especially in the early days of Trump when there were press conferences about, you know, the Muslim ban and, and you know, Roman was right up there with, you know, everybody else uh, who was supporting that community kind of pleading for people and and seemed really passionate about what he was doing. So um, it's hard to, you know, to to know that that's the same guy who, you know, was working for a, an anti-Muslim organization. And I think it's shocking, but also it's just uh, it's hard to to process. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I'm sure there'll be more stories coming out about this because obviously the 
story is far from over. So um, check out dispatch.com up right hand corner. Subscribe. Uh, that way you can be sure you won't miss any of this reporting from Danae or any other um, of our reporters here in Columbus. Uh, as always, thanks, Danae. Have a great day, everybody.